Welcome to So Tell Me What You Do. I'm Amy Hutto, a life coach who works with small business owners to stop the overwhelm and get to clarity. And if we talked, you'd know that what I love most in the world is learning all about other people's work, why they just have to do that thing they do. So join me as we talk to a different small business owner, entrepreneur, creative, or nonprofit leader each week so they can tell me and you what they do. This podcast represents the opinions of the speakers and guests to the show. The content should not be taken as advice, medical or otherwise. The content here is for informational purposes only. Because each person is so unique, please consult a healthcare professional for any medical questions. Hello, everyone. Today I'll be talking to Olivia Jensen. She reluctantly checked out a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class a year and a half ago and is now a full-time jiu-jitsu athlete. She currently holds a blue belt, has earned multiple gold medals in competition, and trains with Perfectus Jiu-Jitsu right here in Middle Tennessee. While the Jiu-Jitsu mats may not be for everyone, her insights on the role of community during the hard times definitely are. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Amy. So, tell me what you do. So, I am a full-time athlete training in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What made you start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? So to be honest, at the time, I was pretty bored. Didn't have a whole lot going on as far as extracurriculars go. And my dad and two of my younger sisters were doing it already at the time. And so they tried to convince me to get in there. And I refused because I don't like being told what to do most of the time. And so when they tried to get me to do it, I said no. And then... I even went in and I watched a class and I refused again because, you know, you go in and you watch jujitsu and you don't know what's going on. It's a bit off-putting. And so I refused for a little while. And then eventually I actually went and watched um, a local competition and watched some of the women's divisions and then decided to go in the following week to try a class. So I tried a class. I really liked it. And I just kept going from there. So did you know from the very start that you were going to pursue this as a full-time passion and commitment? No. I got into jiu-jitsu with the expectation that it was going to be a hobby and just a fun, you know, extracurricular. I wasn't really doing it for self-defense, but I was doing it just because it was a good skill to have. And honestly, it took maybe three, four months before I even considered training more than three or four days a week. And so, yeah, when I first started training, I, I actually, when I first started training, made it a point to not do it too much because a lot of my friends tell me that I hyper fixate on things and I am a little bit intense sometimes when it comes to finding something that I like. And so when I started jujitsu, I made it like a mental note and a very adamant point of mine to just kind of be like, nope, I'm just going to do this for fun and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm not going to be intense. <laughs> and then we see how that turned out. So what flipped the switch? So I, we're a pretty competition heavy school. A lot of our coaches encourage us to compete. You know, if it's something that we want to do, they really, really encourage us to do it really really intelligent coaching. And so I, after I started training in October, 
and then did my first competition in February. So there was about four months in there where I was just training, you know, for fun. And then I went to my first competition, traveled out of state. I went to New Orleans and lost first round. And I think that moment of just like all of my teammates that traveled down, all of my coaches that were there, everyone else that was doing really well in the competition that day, standing there watching me, not being the one to get my hand raised, even though they weren't disappointed in me, I was disappointed in myself. And I knew that I could do better with more time and more training. And so I think it kind of like lit a small fire inside of me where I was like, I don't want to lose again. And so after that, actually, I think it was maybe two or three weeks after I came back from that competition where I decided I was going to train full time. And then maybe a week after deciding I wanted to train full time, I actually started training full time. And so it was definitely like losing that competition that got me a annoyed that I lost and wanting to do better, be excited to actually learn how I could do better. So you're the living embodiment of the phrase fail forward. You could say that. <laughs> you can. So what is it that you love so much about Brazilian jiu-jitsu? That's, that's such a broad, there's, there's so many answers, I think, to that. And there's a lot of things that I really, really enjoy about it. I think the thing that draws me back to it every time I you know, don't want to go in for training or every time like it gets really hard. I think the one driving force is that it pushes me to do hard things in the like weakest moment. And I'm someone who will always chase a challenge. I'm someone who will, if there's a hard button and an easy button, I will slam that hard button as hard as I can because the easy button just is not even within the question for me most of the time. And so when I think about like the reason I started training full time and the reason I've continued to train, I think they've kind of shifted since then because since then, you know, the reason I started training full time was because I lost that competition and I wanted to do better. And so since then, you know, a little over a year ago, I've won competitions. And so that's not necessarily my driving force anymore. And so I've had to find other reasons to keep going back and to keep training. And I think it's just, honestly, it's the community, it's the friends and the family that I've built from there. It's the physical aspect, the conditioning, how hard it is to actually push myself and having the coolest training partners that just continue to encourage me and like going in every single day, no matter what, it doesn't matter what you've got going on that day. We all show up. We all step on the same mat. We're all suffering in the same ways. And I think that's a really cool aspect because there's so many different like if you look at this one mat that you have with say 30 people training on it, there's so many different lives and stories represented on the mat, but everyone's doing the same thing and everyone is suffering in almost the same capacity. And maybe that's not beautiful, but I think it's I think it's a very cool concept and that is very appealing to me just personally. If yeah, that makes came sense. for the challenge, stayed for the community. Sure. And not all of that to say, the challenges 
don't ever stop. Like the community isn't the only thing that gets me in there. But on the days where the challenges seem just very overwhelming, the community is what makes that seem a little bit less daunting, if that makes sense. So like, I'm always going in there knowing that something is going to challenge me. And some days I'm super ready for that challenge. Like I go in there, chest is like puffed out. I'm just ready for war. And the challenges don't seem as big. But then some days I go in there really small and hunched over and sad and with my hood up. And I'm like, nobody talk to me. Nobody look at me. I don't want to do this today. And then, you know, one of my favorite training partners is there and it brightens my day a little bit. And then someone makes some joke about who even knows what. And so everything kind of just gets a little bit lighter when you've got a group of people with just this common understanding that we're all in there to do the same thing, even though we've got a whole other life off of the mat that's still going on. It sounds like jujitsu and the community there meet you where you need to be met, wherever you are. In Definitely. Moment. What is the one thing that you wish all of us who don't do jujitsu understood about it? That it's not weird. <laughs> I think, I think as a woman, who didn't ever do any type of combat sport or martial art before, when I looked at jujitsu, it just looked so uncomfortable. And honestly, like, worst thing you could do as a woman, because it's not feminine or whatever. I was one of those people with that point of view where I was like, women do that? That is just like, that's so weird. You know, you're rolling around with men and they're sweaty and they're gross and they're big and they're strong. And it's, that's just weird. But I think, I think as a woman, it's empowering. And I think it might be one of the more feminine things that you can do to go in and learn that skill, whether it's as a sport or whether it's for self-defense or whatever your reasoning is. And so I think like, if I was standing in front of a room of people who had no idea what jujitsu was and had no idea, you know, or maybe they, they understand the concept of it, but they just don't get it. I think I would tell them that it's something that, I don't know. I think it's something you have to go in and you have to try in order to fully understand, which is not a good answer to your question. And I fully, fully <laughs> understand that. But I think it's one of those things that, you really do have to just go in and experience at least once to be able to understand that like, yeah, okay, here I am, 21-year-old woman rolling with this 45-year-old man. It's not weird. I'm trying to strangle him. Like, I'm trying to choke him to sleep, you know, or I'm trying to like joint lock him or whatever it is. And that's the only thing that I'm thinking about the whole time or you know I'm getting smashed and I have to figure out how to like get out of there and make space so I can get away and so it's just it's so it's so empowering as a woman to be able to be in those situations and get out of them but also just for the general community man women children whatever it is I think it's really important to understand you're all in it together. I think that's kind of my core point in all is that you just got to understand we're all in it together. It's not weird. Just get in there. On the other side, what's your eternal challenge with jujitsu? The thing that hangs you up? I think, and this is coming from the perspective of, you know, this is coming from my perspective, someone who trains more than 
the average person who trains jujitsu, it comes with a lot more sacrifices than I maybe realized in the beginning. I've missed parties. I've missed family events. I've missed things that I maybe was really looking forward to. I've, I've even sacrificed being financially stable most of the time. And the eternal challenge with jujitsu specifically isn't even, I guess it is jujitsu related, but it's not inherently connected to the sport where it's more so the things I have to deal with on the outside where it's like, okay, I have to find that balance of training, but also going to my best friend's engagement party in that moment where we were planning that engagement party. And I was like, oh man, I have to leave town to compete the next day. I was supposed to leave that day, but I guess I'll just push my flight back. I'll make it work and it'll be fine. And all of those moments are so worth it, you know, after the fact, but I think it's really easy for me to just get in the mindset sometimes of like train, 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 train. And I unintentionally sacrifice things that maybe I didn't need to, or I am intentionally sacrificing things that I'm fully aware of. And I just have to kind of, you know, look at the big picture and be like, well, this is my goal. This is where I want to go. So these sacrifices will be worth it. But it's always just that constant back and forth battle of what do I prioritize today? Knowing my end goals in the sport. That'll probably be my biggest battle within the sport for a while, just being in my early 20s. When you're in those hard seasons where there's lots of sacrifices and they're stacking up, what is it that makes you fall in love with it all over again and come back? That is a good question. I'm actually kind of in one of those seasons right now where back in, so we're like middle of March right now, which is crazy to think about, but we're middle of March right now. Back in February, I had some really successful competitions, which was that's awesome and great. But then coming out of that, I kind of had this moment where I got stuck and I was like, is what I'm doing even worth it? Where it's like, I love the sport and I will continue doing it, but training full time, running my body into the ground, like day in and day out and feeling like I feel every morning when I wake up and skipping out on XYZ, is, is all of that worth it in the grand scheme of things? The realization I kind of had to come to in this current season is I chose it for a reason. I really love it. And even on the hardest days, those are not memorable compared to the greatest days that I've had in the sport or in competition or outside of it or any of those, you know, other days in between. But the thing that centers me, brings me back, reminds me why I love it. It's so I help with the kids' classes on weekday nights, and I've had some really bad days where I've walked in there 10 minutes before kids' class starts, and I'm like, man, I don't have the patience today. If any kid acts out, game over. I'm not doing it today. And I go in there just with the full mentality that I'm going to keep to myself, and it's gonna, I'm just going to get it done. And then I go in there, and these kids run through the front door, and they're so excited to tell me about their day, and they're so excited to you know, go train with each other, go beat each other up downstairs or whatever it is that they're excited to do when they come in the door and they come in with this big smile and they're whatever it is that children are excited about. 
it kind of brings me back down where I'm like, actually, no, everything I'm doing is completely worth it. And this is all great and wonderful and awesome. And I love it. And these kids bring me so much joy. And I just love seeing them. I love being able to help out with them. And like I mentioned before, two of my younger sisters train and even getting to train with them and seeing them progress in the sport reminds me why I do it and makes me take a deep breath. And I say, okay, there's a reason that I'm doing this and it's all going to be okay. Olivia, I love that you keep talking about all your personal <laughs> sacrifice you've had to make to do this. But every time you talk about the joy that comes from jujitsu, you go back to discipline and service and a community of others that surround mm-hmm. you and that you've built. That's amazing. That's an interesting observation, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it that you wish you could reach with jujitsu? Oh, man. I think going back to when I started and I, you know, I mentioned that the reason I started, I was bored. I was just looking for something to do. I think looking back on that phase of my life a year and a half ago, I think I can honestly say that jujitsu saved my life. And I know that that sounds so cheesy and just beyond, oh, come on, you're just, it's just a sport. But I look at kind of where I was at in my life and my relationships and my personal life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. And I think jujitsu saved my life and almost everyone that I speak to about the sport says the same thing or has a similar story of how they were just at the lowest point of their life and they started training and it brought them up and they've been able to do XYZ to improve and to heal and everyone starts for a different reason. And I think that if I were to pick a core group of people to reach with the sport or to get involved in the sport, it would literally just be those people who have reached a point in their life where they're kind of sitting there and they're like, you know, man, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I'm really suffering a lot financially or physically or emotionally, whatever that everyday battle is, that would be the group of people that I would reach out to. And I would just be like, Hey, I get it. Been there. (laughs) Hear me out. Come in, try class, come in and try 10 classes. Maybe you'll like it. Let's just feel it out. Let's see what you think about it. But I really do think that It's very powerful and it's very, very special when you're able to find a gym and a group of people that will bring you in and they don't question what you're doing. They don't question where you're at in life and you're just able to leave it at the door per se. Um, And it just kind of turns you around as a person. And I think everybody needs that. And whatever that group of people is, it could be every single person in the whole world, or it could just be a very select group of people that just maybe need some sort of outlet, I think that would be, ultimately, that would be the group of people that I would choose. Brazilian jiu-jitsu for the suffering and <laughs> loss. Put that on a t-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. So if someone wanted to take you up on that, if they hear that and they think, well, sure. that's me. How do they start? It depends on the area that you're in. Obviously, if you're local to Middle Tennessee, I'm 
I'm going to plug Perfectus all the way. I'm going to be like, we have four locations. You can go to any of them. You can go to Brentwood. You can go to Columbia if you're in Lebanon, Hendersonville. But also, I love the sport. So basically, you know, whatever area you're in, find a gym that's local to you. Figure out what their, their trial period is like and just go in. Let them know you're wanting to try out a class and see which you know, what schedule fits best for you and what you're able to make happen. If you're in the Columbia area, you can also obviously always come into Perfectus. We're on the square, so it's very convenient. And you can come in, you can do a trial class. We have classes for kids. A lot of gyms have made it very easy to get started. And I think it's genius. And so go in. Most gyms have a trial class period where you can try one class for free. You can try five classes for free just to kind of feel it out and see if it's a good fit for you. A couple of people that I know will recommend trying out a couple of different gyms before you settle on one, which I don't necessarily think is a bad idea because you might not fit in with a certain crowd in one gym or you might not really enjoy their teaching style. You know, it's like any other gym you would go to, whether it's weightlifting or yoga or CrossFit or whatever it is, you're going to go to a couple different locations just to kind of see what is the best match for what you're looking for before you settle. So that would be my suggestion is just to find a gym and go in and try it out. So even with a free trial period at mm-hmm. most places, trying something new can be really oh, intimidating. If you're that person sitting mm-hmm. at home on the sofa and you're not sure how to approach going to a new gym and you, they're listening to you describe it and thinking, I yeah. still don't know what to expect when I open the doors. Stare at me, yeah. what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Um, I'm I can only really speak for the way that we kind of run things at our gym. We have morning, noon, and night classes. I always suggest and this is just me personally with my one and a half years of experience, but I always suggest going to a nighttime class as your first training session because those are the people that are maybe there to be a bit more friendly, whereas like People that are training at 6 a.m., they probably woke up 10 minutes ago and they're not super excited to be there. You'll come in. Our front desk is located on the top floor. So you'll come in, you'll go up the stairs. Someone at the desk will usually notice that you don't know what you're doing or where you're going. And so they'll say hello. You always need to sign a waiver because it is a martial art. And so they'll get you signed up with a waiver. Usually they'll get you a trial gi, or if it's a no-gi class, you can kind of just wear any kind of athletic clothing that works. And yeah, you'll just come in. Usually you'll get introduced to either head professor or one of the coaches, and you kind of just make your way onto the mat. And it's, I don't want to say it's survival of the fittest because it's not, but you got to be willing to introduce yourself. You got to be willing to, you know, meet new people, make new friends. You're going to be very close with these people in probably the next 20 to 30 minutes. So you might as well shake their hand now. It's just one of those things where it's like, you're going to come in, you might be a little bit shy, but you just got to dive straight in and just be ready for an entirely new experience, honestly. You can feel nervous. Feel nervous, do it scared. It's fine. <laughs> so looking at your journey, 18 month journey yeah. through jujitsu, what is your number one takeaway from doing this work? My number one takeaway. I don't know that I've really thought about that a whole lot. I really think that 
obviously I have changed as a person. I would go as far to say that I have done a full 180 on who I am as a person since I started jujitsu. I don't know if the people closest to me would agree on that. I hope they would. Honestly, I think that since I've started, there have been people that I started training with that no longer train. There have been people that have started training while I was have been training and they left, or there have been people that have been training way longer than me. And I think, I think my number one takeaway would honestly be that Man, jiu-jitsu is going to change who you are, whether you're scared or whether you're excited about it. And so you either got to feel the fear and do it anyways. Or just go in boldly and be ready for whatever's going to be thrown at you. And it's going to probably humble you as a person. It definitely humbled me as a person. And I think number one takeaway, you just got to do it. You got to do either feel the fear, do it scared, or you got to go in boldly and ready to be humbled. But jujitsu is incredible. It's so empowering, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. I can't necessarily speak to the personal aspect of it as a man, because obviously I'm a woman. But as a woman, I think number one takeaway is I'm stronger. I'm able to protect, you know, the people around me if that situation were to ever come about. I feel safer even just going out at night, you know, getting gas. I know that I am safer all around because I know how to defend myself physically if I needed to. And so I think jujitsu is very, very empowering for women specifically. And I obviously recommend it to everyone. <laughs> Olivia, I love your love for the sport and I really appreciate you of taking course. the time to share it today. I'm going to make sure I link okay. to all of your social media so that people can connect Wonderful. with you if they want to, because I have a feeling that you would love oh, to give them a tour of jujitsu. Anytime. I love it. Awesome. Of course. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. If you felt inspired by what you heard today, I encourage you to take the first step towards that thing you feel called to do. If you need some help gaining clarity on that vision, reach out. The world needs more people to do the thing they love most. And that includes you. Mm-hmm.